There was simply not enough time on the Bulls Beat program on our air to give you all of the moments from the women's soccer season. We told you about all of the last-minute drama, so we're going to let it play out in fuller time here. And we could just stop it at games that had last-minute drama. There were a couple other cool moments that we'll save until the end. But yeah, let's go in order. And we had a year unlike any other. In fact, I can guarantee you we will not have a year like the one the women's soccer team did in the fall of 2021 ever again. Namely because there's not going to be any more regular season overtime in soccer starting in 2022. The amount of games that went into overtime was astonishing, as was the fact that half of the Bulls' conference games were overtime victories. That's why they ended up being the number one seed for the conference tournament. But the last-minute stuff started before that, in fact. After beating the Florida Gators to kick things off, there was a possible letdown game the following Sunday, also at Corbett Soccer Stadium. And the Bulls certainly had their chances. They would outshoot UNF 26-2, but it seemed like 0-0 was possible. The opposing goalkeeper was Warren Sapp's daughter. She was making some nice saves. The Bulls had 20 shots in regulation, just two for UNF. You had the Bulls hitting the crossbar a lot. That's a good chip ball by LaMary up to Wagner. Now Penman with the chance. Can she get around Anderson? She does and going to try a long shot. It's off the crossbar. What a shot by Penman again. That will not be a save by Sapp, but that had her beat. There's Leah, ball sent across, Nacella tries to head it. Can she get in front? And it's off the crossbar again! And I'll be honest, the Bulls' star player might have done a little play acting to get the call that led to the winning goal, but it was certainly deserved the victory and achieved by the Bulls. Chance here from Nacella off to her right foot. Block gets it into space, though, and now that space closes up. Turns around three players, gets it to LeBlick, who drops it back to Sidney Nacello. Again, three on her. Can she get it over them or around them or underneath them? And she gets put down for a foul. Nacello earns a penalty kick. Seven minutes and 52 seconds on the clock. And it will be Sydney Nacello going to take it herself. She's created this opportunity. And now Sydney Nacello against Mercedes Sapp to try and end it. Clock is stopped with 7.52 to go. In the second overtime, Nacello runs up, takes the boot, and scores! Bulls win! She goes low and to her left. Sap guessed wrong. And Nacello earned that, and so did the Bulls. We figured there was some last-second drama coming up in their next game as they fell behind LSU and tied it, but turned out the other team scored in the final minute of regulation. So... You had a 2-1 start, and then the team that you figured the Bulls would have the easiest time against of the four opponents they would play from the SEC, Kentucky, but it wasn't easy. In fact, Nacello had a penalty kick stopped in the first half, and then in a wild sequence, Kentucky would take the lead. There would be two collisions with goalkeepers. The first one ended up knocking Sidney Martinez out of the game. They chip it towards the box. Rhodes has got a good head on her, Martinez collides and no call. Martinez was playing the ball. Rhodes was going up for a header. Kentucky fans think it should be a foul, but Martinez was playing the ball there. And she's up and Martinez is still down. The second one ended up leading to a delayed penalty kick involving the Bulls' backup goalkeeper, and she initially makes the stop only to have Kentucky go ahead. As Kentucky's Richardson turns, 
Gets around Leah and now wants to send it up to Olsen. Wagner, good defense there. Oh, and it's headed just wide. As I was saying, Wagner, good defense. And now it's Olsen who gets contacted and she's injured. As Kentucky fans are starting to get upset that anytime their player has a chance in the box, and that definitely goes down as their first shot, they're ending up on the ground. Could have been better played by the keeper there. And are they gonna call an after the fact penalty? Wow, they are. So controversy here, and it could lead to Kentucky taking the lead. Your fans are right in front of me. You'll know pretty quick. Rhodes winds up, and it's saved by Harmon, but the rebound is there to be had and scored. As a save on the penalty kick, but Sarah McCobin Blessing was there to get it. The Bulls' defense just stood around. Incidentally, Sarah McCobin Blessing, a freshman from Denmark, a defensive player, did not score another goal all year long. And the collisions continued and did not favor the Bulls. This is when they looked to be really in trouble. Olsen wants to send it up to Rhodes. Looked like she was offside. Flag stays down and Harmon has to come out. And there's a foul. Dennis could get a card here. First of all, I thought Rhodes was offsides. Secondly, it's a red card. And this is a awful turn of events. But somehow, the Kentucky Wildcats decided it would be a good time to just hunker down and play defense. I think the weather was so hot on that day. It had something to do with it. But at least it gave the Bulls a chance to come back, even though they were down a goal and a player. And they did. In fact, we talked about the overtime drama. That's coming up in earnest. But this game had plenty of drama in the end of regulation. Back to LeBlick, less than 10 minutes to go. Touches it to Nacello, about 25 yards from goal. Wants to get it onto her right foot. Three pe people on her, so Alice helps out. She could have a blast. No, Lincoln wants to serve it from the right side. Not a bad delivery. Nacello gets in, has a chance, and a goal! What a job by Cindy Nacello! It wasn't a clean first shot, but it came down to her feet, and she ripped it in. Kendall Lincoln. Creates it with the assist. And in the 81st minute, we are tied. And we are at 19 to three on shots. Corner kicks about to be 9-0 in favor of the Bulls. And they have tied this game up. Masello drives it low and headed down and in the goal! Vivian Bassett! The Bulls take the lead! All of those corner kicks finally pay off. You know, I thought Nielsen was going to come out and play that one. And Bassett knocks it down and up and in. It's 2-1 to one Bulls in the 85th minute. And that would be the final score. Kentucky really didn't have a chance after that. It was a 2-1 to one win. So the Bulls were 3-1 and one on the season with three games going down to the final minutes and or overtime. Bulls would lose their next one to Tennessee. Then they would tie FAU at a goal apiece and finish up their pre-conference schedule with really their only non-dramatic game. They kind of dominated Miami 1-0. Oh, is there drama as conference play began on Thursday, September the 16th. East Carolina would score a goal on a long-distance blast in the first half. It was another one of those games where the Bulls were getting the vast bulk of the chances out shooting East Carolina in this one 29-5 including 21-3 to three in the second half. With all those shots, none found the net. It was one to nothing with less than 10 minutes to go. There would be four goals scored in less than 10 minutes of action, including late in regulation and early in overtime. 
Here's how all of that went down. Nacello to LeBlick. Let's see if she can get the service down. Oh, good chip. Rising up to head it is a bull, but headed away again by ECU. Sent across. And into the net! I don't know if that was a shot by Lucy Robertson. I don't care! They had that coming! And they've tied it up! And the Bulls have this game tied, but it's not over yet. Three and a half minutes to go in regulation. And Moxie creates some commotion there and gets it off to Riggs. You hear the Bulls coaches yelling to get back into the action there. That is a goal. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Another long-range blast. So that wasn't quite as far away as the McWhorter goal in the first half, but it was a long-distance blast. That time, City Martinez had to see it coming, and she just couldn't make the save. Now Nacello gets into the box. Has a rip. And a goal! I need to tell you, this is amazing! Two minutes and five seconds left. What else could you ask for? Sydney Nacello got the ball to the left side of the box, took a couple of touches, and drilled it just underneath the crossbar. Two minutes to go in regulation. Nothing regular about this regulation. I see Cheyenne Dennis coming up from defense, so Leah's gonna go back. Cheyenne sort of casually running on the right side. And this is going to be LeBlick serving it in from the left side. And they're all pointing towards Dennis. It's not going to get that far as Amela has it. Boy, everyone on the ECU bench, everyone in the stands was yelling, get on two. Because Cheyenne was being all casual there. Now she has it on the right side. Good chip ball into the middle. Gets over towards Nacello. Heads it. And it's in! The Bulls win! Deservedly so! And... That was Cheyenne Dennis creating that opportunity. And what a way to end it. And I want to make sure I got the goal scorer right. I believe that was Zamella. And the whole entire team going over there to salute the fans who absolutely witnessed a classic that was Chloe Zamella I know they announced the goal as Nacello it definitely wasn't it was Dennis sending the ball in and it was Ladmiri heading it and Chloe Zamella snuck in and headed that one home what a wild game and though there wouldn't be quite so many late twists and turns in another game the rest of the year as that one, nor would you expect there to be, they certainly had some thrillers. In fact, they win in Tulsa. That game was nothing-nothing. The Bulls were doubling the Tulsa shots until about a minute to go. Madeline Penman-Durston on a rebound. So they were 2-0 in Conference 2 victories. They would tie Houston, but even that game they took the point because, well, they were losing Again, late in regulation at home. Sydney Nacello, she's always got magic. Spins around, gets into the box. Left side, gets some help. And a penalty is called! She is charged off the ball with 45 seconds left. And the Bulls will have a chance to tie it up. The other goalkeeper is very good. Gracia. Can Sydney Nacello score here? And most likely send this one to overtime. 45 seconds left. Pressure's on. Houston up one to nothing.
Crowd is silent. Big crowd hoping to respond. Masello runs up and scores! Boy, she barely got that one! What a game effort on the dive! High and to the right! That's exactly where Mika Gracia was headed. And what an effort! What a shot! Now, to win this game in overtime would have been asking a bit much, even though it was possible. But certainly, it was possible for Houston as well. It ended up one-to-one, -one, and I guess, really, if you look at the chances, both teams would take that. Pushed ahead by Hudson for Houston. One-on-one, -on -one, this could be the game. Sidney Martinez makes an incredible save! Unbelievable! As the path opened up, and Martinez just saved the game for the Bulls. Knocked forward by Thurton to Leah. Dribbles around two players, slots it off to Kitching on the right side. That's where you got to cross it, but she holds on to the ball instead. Well, that's not a bad cross and headed and saved. Wow, what a save. Megan Cavanaugh did all you want to do there. So pretty dramatic 1-1 tie, then a 2-1 win in Orlando. We did not broadcast that game, but yet another last minute of double overtime winning goal. The Bulls would score early in, again, double overtime on the road in Memphis and thus ended their wild overtime conference schedule. And five of their eight conference games went to overtime, and they did not lose in any of them. The only one loss was 2-0 at home against SMU. But the best goal of the year would be a little bit of revenge on SMU as we wrap up our best moments of 2021 when it comes to women's soccer. The center with Lajmiri. About 40 from goal. Good pass up to Leah. Nice touch. Thinks about a shot. Instead switches the field to the Blick. Hop of a gather, but can she get the cross in? Right to an SMU player. Now Leah with the ball. Puts it on her right foot. Sydney Nicello, top of the box, spins around, has no shot. Or is she going to try when she does? Spins in! I stand corrected! She didn't have a shot initially, but Nicello pushed it out. One more dribble. It opened up, and a magnificent curler of a goal puts the Bulls on top. Sydney Nicello doing Sydney Nicello things. There were three Mustangs pushing her away from goal and thinking there's no way she's going to shoot it. And all she did was decide to go towards the top of the box, still about 25 yards away, and go upper left with it. She had the keeper leaning to her left, opening up that corner, but that doesn't mean it was an easy strike. Sydney Nicello has truly produced some masterful goals. Thanks for stopping by the Unlimited Unloaded page.